Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar, and today we have a special guest with us, the author of the Delver Zine for Old School Essentials on Kickstarter, Jim Kelly. Jim? Hey, Logar. How are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, could you introduce yourself to our guests and maybe tell them where we can find your, your stuff online and all that so they can get a hold of it if they are not familiar with it? Sure, sure. Um, I am in a lot of different places. So I, I would tell you that I'm normally known as the tabletop engineer. Uh, I have been for about three plus years creating video content for gaming, mainly terrain, like crafting terrain. And um, I also fell hard back into old school gaming recently. So uh, we're, we're, the best place to find me on Facebook would be a group called The Tabletop engineer but i also uh have a new magazine called delver which is an old school gaming magazine and uh i've just started uh, a patreon for that and i'll, I'll provide that information to you logar but it's patreon.com slash delver d-e-l-v-e-r thank you uh, <laughs> no we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump ahead into um asking a question that we've been asking and what we're talking about and i figured you're doing delver so like you said, you're getting into the old school gaming recently. So what we've been doing is we had one other person on to do this so far. And we're going to keep on having a few of them. I'm asking questions of what is the OSR exactly? What got you into it? How did that happen? Um, sure. So, yeah, we're trying to kind of delve into there. Well, there yeah, you know, um, I, I've been gaming since 1980. Uh, my parents got me the Holmes box uh, of D&D for Christmas and I opened it up and read it. I remember reading it on Christmas day and <laughs> I was like, I got to play this. And so luckily some of my friends and I was in middle school, I was in sixth grade and some of my friends and I, we'd all been hearing about D and D, but we managed to find a group in Pensacola. It was a club, a gaming club that met it on the second floor of Sears uh, and, and would play. And long story short, um, you know, I started playing D&D went back when gold equated to XP. You're, if you made level three, people talked about you. Dude, he's got a level three character. <laughs> and, you know, I just, I have such fond memories of what we now call old school. But back then it was just D&D. Oh, yeah. And um, so, you know, jump forward, you know, 40 years. And, uh, you know, D&D is now just more popular than ever. And as much as I enjoyed playing 5e, and I was mainly the DM uh, at my group, but as much as I enjoyed 5e, I have always, always been nostalgic and looked back at those fun times when I was a kid when we were doing Dungeon Delves. And it was all about going down, fight a few monsters, grab the treasure, and get out alive. And um, so I'm, I'm very thankful these days that it's not just me. I'm, I'm grateful for you and others that are that I'm, I'm finding uh, souls who, <laughs> who, you know, who we all remember fondly what the gaming experience was in those early days. So how did you get now? Like you said, you were into five, you were running five fifth edition, right? I did. So how did you go from fifth edition to starting? Are you running something now older? Or could you tell me the process there, how you got into some of the OSE stuff? Sure. Um, you know, I ran 5e at a local gaming store for about three years, right up until COVID killed the gaming, you know, uh, at the at locally in person. Yes. 
And um, what happened was, and, and I, I think it was just good timing for me personally, was that once 5e ended, I, I really got anxious to play some more games. I was very fortunate to find an online game when COVID first started, everybody was jumping online. Yes. So I found, I found someone online who was running um, an advanced Dungeons and Dragons, AD&D version one. I love game. advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I, I'm a big yeah. I never I was, played BX I, back in the day. I played AD&D. AD&D was what I mostly played because the Holmes box only lasted us a little while before we were looking for bigger, better things. But I started playing this game online. I only played a few sessions because, again, I'm normally a DM, but I was anxious to do something. So I started playing and it just hit me between the eyes. I was, I had so much fun and I was having flashbacks, you know, um, to, to, the, to when I was a kid. And so about that time I started getting online, I had heard about Osric and I'd heard about basic fantasy. So I went online and I grabbed those rules and I would just, I'm a rules reader. I will read a book and read it cover to cover and then it'll go up on the bookshelf and stay there for however long. I under, I, I, yeah, I, I do the exact same thing. I have, you would not believe these shelves down here by me. It's absurd. I have a lot. Of I pick up everything so, I can to read them. Yeah. So you understand, you know, yeah. you know, rules are good. And I think sometime about a year and a half ago was when I discovered uh, old school essentials. And there, you know, to be fair, there's nothing that old school essentials really gives me that I couldn't get with like basic fantasy or Osric or whatever. Um, I think I think with old school essentials, it just hit me at the time. It was something new, so I could back it. I could show my financial support to a company that was looking to bring back, you know, a game from our history. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, once those books arrived, I got the two big books: the referee tome and the player's tome. And once those books arrived in my mail, and I and I, I mean, I was blown away. The quality, the the editing, the layout, and uh, I decided right then and there, I got to play this. So I flipped the tables and I ran a few games online with some people that I'd been playing with. And um, I, I was like, this is it. This is the game I want to be playing. It's the big one right now. Um, I know I was really, so when I was getting into OS, so I didn't get into OSE games at first or old, I'm sorry, OSR games at first. <laughs> right. I know there was a time where I said, I felt like, like, like it became to a point where what I was playing started be, being called old school and I was perplexed by it. But a lot of that, and I, and I don't want to go too in depth, is that I was, I went back to D and like AD and D in the early 2000s or so, and I, quite a while back, and was just playing the old game. And when you discovered that they were making stuff that was compatible for AD and D, I was thrilled. And I really got into a lot of these other games. Now I did try out, pathfinder when it came out that was i've got a lot of, i bought a lot of those pathfinder books and i i tell you what it's it's a little harder to run for me than some of the, the classic and some of that's that i knew those games you know i know those ad and d books forward and backwards those things are and when i some of that also is that when i look at them i do flip through those older books it is nostalgic it is rose colored glasses to a bit it's funny because I hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, old school was not as crunchy as 5e. But let me tell you, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons had some crunch to it. <laughs> it could. It definitely it could. could. I was always a streamliner. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I I'm was too. I'm good at streamlining. 
but but let me tell you this what the advance it's funny that we were talking on the advanced dungeons and dragons book you know the dungeon master's guide in the very back it has a section on creating a random dungeon on the fly oh yeah so when 5e came out i was writing at the time for a website called geekdad.com i wrote a series of articles i think it was like a four or five part series where i actually rolled up a random dungeon uh it wasn't a well yeah it was a dungeon i rolled up a random dungeon uh using the 5e tables because it also had a random set of uh random creation things i released it on geek dad as a pdf you know here's an adventure that is random, and i got a lot of positive feedback from it but while i was doing that i was also comparing it to the advanced D tables and i have to tell you this is just my opinion the advanced D book the dm's guide has a better set of random dungeon creation tools in my opinion than the 5e the 5e is all about flavor it's about sounds and smells and things like that there's a lot of extras you, you can roll for with five with a with a advanced D, it was there's a corridor 20 feet long there's a room 10 feet by 20 feet and once i started examining that stuff again it really started the the, the snowball rolling for me that i was missing i didn't need all the bells and whistles that 5e brought but it was what everybody was playing yeah and i was and i was unaware that there was such a community growing of of and I'm with you. I hate old school, obviously, because it makes me sound <laughs> old. But you know what? If, if that's the tag that we're stuck with to describe an experience that we enjoy playing, I'll take old school as a, as a moniker for that. I think there's a lot of things that aren't old school about what's, what this whole realm of gaming with the zines and everything. I think there's a lot of very modern things going on with it. I think I did a comparison before where... What, I was an illustrator for many years and I would often go back to just doing basics from the upside down Picasso to drawing spheres and shading them and things like that. And every time I went back to the basics, I came out with something new. And I feel it's a similar way. Like as we're going back every time I've read a lot of rule books and I don't know about you, but when you go to implement a lot of games and you're running them at the table, there's a lot of rules that just don't come into play sometimes. And sometimes Absolutely. it's a matter of you deciding to bring it into play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your um, emphasis on? And I have to tell you, one of the things, and, and you know, a lot of my players are sort of like, you're you're leaving Five E because I've stated publicly that on Facebook groups and some other places that I'm sort of washing my hands of Five E because I don't, as a DM, I'm speaking from a DM's point of view. With Five E, I don't have the brain power to track thirty classes, thirty yeah. thirty races, the feats the background bonuses, the bonus actions, it is so complicated in, to me. Yeah, a, I, I, that's how I felt about um, third edition and Pathfinder because I ran third edition in 2000 when it first came out and it was mm -hmm. short-lived campaign. And that's yeah. the last time I ran. I never ran 3.5, but when I was get, started getting a Pathfinder, I didn't know what was, what was what I was every time I was at the table. I'm like, I don't even know this game. I thought I read I, this entire book. Listen, my, my, my background is a technical writer. I used to write software manuals and, and instruction manuals for equipment and machines and such. Pathfinder was like reading a, a technical journal to me. I mean, there was so much math. <laughs> there, there was, and, I mean, 
there's some cool stuff in it. There really is. If there was a way that I could streamline some of it in there, and I think that's what I found in Castles and Crusades, because we played a lot of Castles and Crusades. It had that very modern mechanic, like third edition, fifth, and Pathfinder, but it was much more scaled back, much less complicated. Honestly, most of the time, I wasn't looking to go old school. I was looking to be able to run the game without being overwhelmed with the rules. <laughs> and, that, and that's, I think that is a key point for a lot of us who like old school games is it is a, it's not that the, it's not that the experience is simpler, but, but running the game is simpler. And I think that sometimes when the game is rolling fast, um, that is a very appealing thing to a DM and I believe to a players. I have played games of 5e where we spent two hours on one combat. Oh, and and I think to myself, we just blew two hours on this combat session. Whereas in an old school game, they got in, they got the treasure, and we're almost out. You yeah, know? that's I I I have. There's a lot of games. A lot. Of, I've played a lot of different role playing games over the years. A lot, various kinds, all kinds of combat. There are a lot of games out there. When you go into combat, you're going to be doing this for a while. Yep. And I'm telling you, game gets really boring really quick. I don't dig it. It happens. And, I mean, and, and I'm that's not naming a, names. <laughs> and, you're a a D, and you're a DM. Think about the players who have to sit there. They get bored. There's six players and you're on player one. All right, what do you want to do? Well, I have this action. I have a bonus action. I'm going to use this feat. I'm going to, you know, it's like. Wow. Um, I have players who are bringing new spells that that are so weird. <laughs> They're like they have some little twist of the rule. And then you as the you got to figure out how it fits into the mechanic because everything you got, if you don't do it right, everything breaks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, so the so these old school rules are allowing uh, me and I can't speak for everybody, but me as a DM, the old school rules are allowing me to run a faster game, a a more enjoyable game to the players because they're getting more action in the game they're getting to do more and interact i'm hoping that we're starting to see i don't think i don't think you know we're going to go backwards i don't think these games are going to get any less complicated because there is a there is a group of players out there that loves 5e specifically because of the crunch so here's my question and and i'm not sure how often you listen to the show but we did uh six edition 5.5 edition last weekend i listen here's why what i'm like i'm like okay here's a minute this is i'm not telling hasbro what to do i'm just gonna play what i'm gonna play no matter what but it makes sense to me if i'm hasbro i'd be like hey let's do basic do a basic version again why yep. don't we do that? We it was like decades there was basic and advanced, like yep. at least twenty years we had that. I yeah. mean, and you never know. You, you, you know, you never know. I don't know who the writers are going to be for sixth. Um, you know, Mike Merles has been sort of quiet, so I don't know if he's involved in it in any way. But it does make you wonder because it's not like old school games are not known they're they've got to be known to hasbro that players are leaving 5e or four because it's i think it really i think they really started seeing it uh when three and a half and four rolled in that it was 3.5 for me it was 3.5 yeah, when i left hasbro. people were like look this is not what i want so hasbro or wizards has had many years to listen to podcasts watch videos watch reviews and who knows? You know, you may, you're right, Logar. They they might they might surprise us. We might find that six is coming out with a a basic set. 
That would be and, that would be cool. I would be really I would be excited if they said, okay, we're doing advanced and basic. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'm I would definitely probably want to go out and pick up the basic and see how it ran. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of players, for example, you know this, a lot of players don't like Thaco. Oh yeah. They want they want ascending armor class. And I'm one of those. I, I think ascending oh, is I easier agree. on my brain. Oh um, I, that was my, that was so <laughs> the years 2000. I went to Comic Book World. It's called Comic Book World in Florence, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the day that that player's handbook came out for third edition. And they had that ascending armor class. I was thrilled. Yeah. I thought it was the most, I said, it makes sense. I've yeah. run a lot of AD&D with Thacko and with charts. Yeah. Mostly with Thacko, like second, every time, second, second, that was Thacko, not first edition. And, yeah. and I guarantee you, if you go more than a week without game, when your group gets together, regardless, you start combat. It's like, wait a minute, what do I? How, how do I? <laughs> yeah. like, like, all right, we gotta go through this again. Well, it's a, our <laughs> brains are wired to think chronologically. Nineteen is greater than five. Um, so, an armor class system where the lower the number, the, the better. It made sense when we were kids. Yeah, because that's it, all we had. I can run it all day long. I've done it for years, but it also like a lot of the rules that I think are a little convoluted with modern yeah. stuff. Yeah. It also slows things down as well. So there's a point like Chris Goinerman's basic fantasy RPG. Brilliant. That's how a basic should be. He's got the right. ascending armor class. It's easy to work with. It doesn't have too much of a rules complication. It's basic. Yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting. I'm, you know, we're, we're two years out. We won't know. We probably won't start seeing betas or hearing beta notes for another year or so is my guess, but um it will be interesting to see what they do with six will they streamline it will they try to make five because they here's the clincher though the, the problem is they they've already said or stated publicly it's going to be backwards compatible with five so if you think about it in order to improve a game or to to to, to release a new version that's backwards compatible you cannot get rid of any any well okay you can get rid of some stuff, but you can't get rid of things that will break all of the existing rule books that they've released for five. And they've released a lot of stuff for five. I don't so, know if that's so. I think you'll probably break a few things and still be able to play it. <laughs> well, they, I mean, you break stuff all the time. Every you break time stuff all the time. The book. <laughs> but, but I do think that this time around, they've seen the money. Here, here's the thing. We have to remember wizards is a, is a business. Oh yeah. So they see the revenue stream that five is producing. They don't want that to go down. They want, want to, to increase up. the player base. They want it to go up. So how do you do that? Well, first off, you don't aggravate the five players because you want them to be buying the six stuff. Even if they don't buy the DMs, like the DMs like, no, I'm going to run fifth edition from the DMs guide. Okay, fine. But we want you to be able to buy the adventure books that we're going to sell. So any changes in the adventure book that can't be easily understood by the dm are gonna that dm's gonna be like i'm not buying this anymore so i don't see a lot of significant changes coming uh in the mechanics uh i i see some significant changes coming in races classes yeah that's what i think and, it's gonna be yeah um and they may they may strip it back to way it was when five came out you only have like seven classes and six six you know races I wouldn't be shocked if they did try to pull back a little bit on some of the crunch that's happened. I don't know. So I've only played fifth edition a few times. It was, 
Oh, it's been a few, it's been quite a few. It's, it was pretty early on. It was, it wasn't the play test. I didn't pay attention during the play test. Fourth was still out. I was not, I was not, I was playing a D and D then. And there was the call like D and D next or something. Do you remember yeah. this? Yeah. yeah they call yes. it D and yeah. D next. So I didn't mess with the play test, but when fifth came out, I didn't pick it up. It was probably a year after it came out. I don't know what year. Did it come out in 2015, 2014? 2014 or it was more i think it was more towards the end of 2014 so yeah it may have been that next year maybe at the it was made in 2016 27 no it was 2016 when i played and i only played a few a few adventures at a friend's uh actually his workplace we'd meet up there and uh i it was it was good i i when I played it, I mean, the whole time, I, I I didn't see much of a difference from third edition. It seemed like the same game to me. Yeah. Since then, looking at like some of the stats and stuff, I see a few differences, but it seemed a lot like third edition. That's kind of the direction they're going. So I think yeah. that's the general, like, it's going to be like fifth. It's going to be pretty much the same in line rule set wise, just rewritten. Yeah. If you look at AD&D, the way that was written compared to uh, AD&D second edition, I'm right. kind of thinking that it's going to be like that. And I know people are saying it's going to be more of a 5.5. I think that, or I think that sometimes like an, a new edition had less of a difference than like stuff that even came out within there, like unearthed arcana and other things that add to it, if that makes sense. Well, you know, wizards, wizards is going to have to nip this in the bud. They need to go ahead and decide, is this six or 5.5? Because uh, I think that's going to be a, their big announcement that we're going to wait for. There's going to they're going to yeah. they're going to market that. We're going to hear and we're going to say be, and, I, and they're going to be called D and D fifty. It might be called D and D fifty. D and D X. D and D Was it? T, that's ten. Five X's. Uh, X, 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 for fifty. Um, they need to define that name because it's all about marketing now. It's all about players who want to. They want to play a game. They don't want to have to wonder, am I playing five, 5.5, six? What and am at I the end here? of the day, I think I said before, I think that if they call it 5.5 or six is not going to really be anything but how they market it. I don't think that's going to impact what the game itself is. I agree. I think that, I, and I do think that there's going to be, like we have people around who still play third edition. Uh, if it changes enough, they're going to still have a group that's going to gravitate towards a retro fifth edition type group and that's coming one day even if it's not with this edition it's with the next <laughs> well you know they probably have paid very close attention to paizo because pathfinder 2 a, a lot of players that i know who are big pathfinder fans they bought the 2.0 stuff and they've said no we're going back to regular pathfinder i don't play pathfinder so i don't know what their reasoning is for that but you got to think that wizards is paying attention to that because Paizo could be in trouble, you know, if Pathfinder 2, the amount of money they've invested in, if it doesn't pay off. Yeah, I know that. I'm not even going to get into that because I, <laughs> I, have, I have a lot to say there and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I try to say positive things only. Yes. <laughs> I try yeah. to be as positive as I can. And if I go in that one, I might go in the not so positive direction. <laughs> but, 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 you know, you got to understand wizards, definitely they're smart people. They are paying attention to everything that's going on in the gaming world right now. And they, they have their fingers on the pulse. They watch Twitter, they watch Reddit, you know, they have people who pay attention to this. And so I think, I think the next version is going to be released and it's going to be fun. It's going to bring new players to the oh, game. Yeah. And 
I think it's also going to cause some players to say, whoa, that's as far as I'm going. I'm, I, I like five. I'm going to play with five. And then we can all go, hey, welcome to OS. Welcome to old school. You're old school. <laughs> yep, they're going to do it. Here's the funny thing. I, like, I remember, and this has been this has been decades, but I know I know old men who grumbled about second edition. <laughs> I said, this oh, is yeah. it. And I remember, that's really the third edition. That's that's not right. The second edition. <laughs> I can name I, names. I had this, <laughs> I had this discussion with. I remember and I remember they were my DMs sitting there looking at this like, man, I don't, I don't know what the difference is, dude. I don't care. Let's play. <laughs> Let's play a game, right? And, you know, that's exactly it. Somebody sits down at my table and says, "Hey, what are you playing?" I'm not going to say I'm playing. If if they're new, I'm not going to say I'm playing old school essentials 1.0 or 2.0. Yeah. I'm going to say we're playing D&D, man. Have a seat. That's that's what I I just use D&D as the generic for fantasy role playing games and, for the most and if part. Wizards wants if Wizards wants to sue us for you know using a copyrighted name in a in a game that they're not going to do that. But to me, Dungeons and Dragons is an experience, whether it's version 1.0, advanced D&D, even Pathfinder. I mean, oh, yeah. I've heard people say, yeah, we're playing D&D. It's like, you are? No, oh, well, we're playing Pathfinder, but you know. Yeah, same difference. <laughs> That's what I said. And I did that all the time. <laughs> so if somebody comes to my table and they say, hey, can I play? I'm going to say, sit down. Now, granted, their character roll-up is going to be a little different. Um, they may get killed their first <laughs> game. Um, but at least they will have taken a seat and learned a little bit about a role-playing game and what's involved. And maybe that'll lead them to six. And that's fine, too. Yeah, I I, know, I love it. I love it that it's thriving and that we've got lots of people getting into it now. And that's going on with 5th edition. I have no problem with that. I want more people playing. I want to make sure that I always have players when I go to look for a game group. Like, hey, I'm going to get a game going. Let's yeah. go. At the end of the day, what Hasbro puts out or doesn't put out, I'm going to still be playing as long yep. as it's thriving. I think yep. I've heard someone say, what's the, what's the term I've heard people use? A rising tide? Uh, rising raises, tide all but raises all boats, right? I think so. I might be saying that wrong. <laughs> no, I think, sure. I think that's it. And it is true. The more players that start playing role-playing games, people jump. I've jumped from fantasy to sci-fi, back to fantasy, over oh, to yeah. horror, back to fantasy. Um, it, it, it really benefits the gaming community and all the gaming publishers as a whole. Oh, yeah. And I play... I, like I've said before, I've played so many different role-playing games over the years. D&D was not my main game starting out. I didn't play that for a while. I really got into D&D after a while. Like, it became my main game. But I still, like, right now I'm running Rifts, and I, I love the Year Zero stuff Free League puts out. I'm a big just role-playing fan all around. Yeah. So whatever. I, ju I jump all over, too. Uh, yeah, I'm I love running role playing a, games. <laughs> I'm running a game of Mothership next month. Oh, I'm dying to play that. <laughs> Uh, there's a convention in Charlotte, North Carolina called Mace uh, every year. I, this is this will be my third year going, maybe fourth. I can't remember. And um, I I was like, I'm running Mothership. I, I'm so fascinated with that game that I've never played it. I've never refereed it, but I've read the rule book like four times. I know the rules, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna lead these players to an adventure. But on the flip side, I'm also running an old school essentials game there. Yeah, I jump all over too. I I love these kinds of games and. Wherever my interests are, I can find a game for what I want to play. Oh, yeah. my, I think my biggest uh, of the retro clones that exist, the ones I've, I've gravitated to a lot over the last so many years, the ones that I have, was, I ran a lot of Castles and Crusades. But when it comes to more BX play, Swords and Wizardry, I'm a big fan of the Swords and Wizardry books. I have like 
every single like printing cover that's come they out multiple copies of each one i've got enough enough editions and versions of swords and wizardry copies of it that if i had a table probably a, a dozen people everybody have their own book to roll up with at this point you're gonna like have those you're extra gonna, players handbooks <laughs> you're gonna hate me for this but have you picked up the the original or the old school white box set of castles and crusades i've got i've got two white box sets up there <laughs> Uh, but it's not the first white box set. It's right. the later one they've done. Yeah, yeah. I ran that over when actually when we went into COVID, I was running Castles and Crusades. Um, we put that game kind of like it started puttering out. So we said, okay, we're gonna run something else. I said, let's start running different games because we were blogging at the time. We'll review them on the blog. And I and I pulled out the white box and we ran white box uh, Castles and Crusades for a while. I loved that game. I had so much fun with that. We did such. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do just a total review episode on here about the great things about the game that we ran with that Castles and Crusades white box. I, I've never played it, but I saw that it was available, so I bought it. And it's I pretty read much the rules. just Castles and Crusades. I was like, dude, this is the cool. This is cool. How come I've never been able to play this? And, you know, it's a regional thing. I think wherever you happen to be, you might be lucky that there's a Castles and Crusades fan group. I happen to live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I have yet to encounter any castles and crusades players but that's not to say i wouldn't play it in a minute if i had a chance we have i'm gonna give a shout out to gateway games uh todd at gateway games keeps those castles and crusades in stock and stuff like that and we definitely have some castles and crusades players in this area my game group and others and i've i've introduced a lot of people to castles and crusades out here it's very either new players game, or people yeah it's easy to get into it's easy to learn so it's yeah. a lot easier to run than more complex ones out and the thing about Castles and Crusades that's different than OSE and Swords and Wizardry is Castles and Crusades hits the players where they always want more and more different player options and player characters without it getting crazy into the bloat and the excess rules. Right. And that and that's one of the reasons I like to run it because it's got the simplicity, simplicity I want. And then there's a lot of character classes out there. Listen, anytime you can find a game that can fit in a small zine formatted booklet, whether it's 30 pages or 60 pages, it doesn't matter. If it's a smaller format and you get it and they say that's the game, you know you're dealing with a game that's going to go fast. It's going to be easy to pick up. Um, you know, you start adding 20, 50, 100 pages to a, to a game, you know you're, you're adding to the complexity. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, we're coming up about on time. Oh, it yeah. Gets quick, doesn't it? Yeah, that goes quick. I'm <laughs> telling you, every time I do this, and someone gets on the record, like, like, hey, we just did the full amount of time. They're like, hey, oh, really? <laughs> it blows their mind. I, I'm I, like you. I'm one of these people. I could sit here and talk for games for hours and hours and hours. Obviously, so, I do that. <laughs> yeah, and you do. We'll have to do. I, I, we'll have to do this again because I love sitting down with people who are gaming fanatics and just, just talking games. Oh yeah, mechanics, that's whatever. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that too. That's why I do this. <laughs> well, yeah. definitely. We're going to have you back on and hopefully we'll be hearing about uh, Kickstarter for Delver 3 soon. Yep. And we'll definitely have you on before that. And we'll definitely do do a episode just to focus on the upcoming launch of that. And I'd like to ask it. you some other things too, yeah. uh, but we don't have time in this episode, but there's a few <laughs> other things I'd like to talk to you about as well and bring up in the future. So, well, Logar, it's been fun. And well, I, thanks and for coming. I, I'll come back anytime you ask. All right. Well, we're definitely having you back on. That's about all we have time for today. If you've enjoyed the show, you can find us at wobbliesandwizards.com. You can find us on 
Facebook, just search Wobblies and Wizards. Jim, could you tell the folks where they can find you again real quick? Uh, yeah, Delver 2 Magazine, the, the second issue, the Kickstarter actually ends tomorrow. So by the time you're hearing this, it's probably over. Yeah, but I won't be go over to, by then. <laughs> it's okay. Go to the uh, go to patreon.com slash Delver, D-E-L-V-E-R. And keep those dice rolling.